welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. Brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, it's the only podcast offering unfiltered guidance and direct advice for all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, Frank LaRosa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Advisor Talk. I'm Frank LaRosa, your host, and we have a special edition this week. I have a great associate of ours here at Elite Consulting Partners, Scott Bro, joining us today. Scott, how are you doing? I'm great, Frank. Thanks for the opportunity to speak to you guys. Awesome. I'm happy to have you on. A little bit of a different format that we normally have. So we're trying this new format out so everyone will bear with us. But for those listening, I, I wanted to have Scott come on. Scott's got a long tenured career in financial services and joined us a few months ago as a senior consultant and regional market manager up in the Boston marketplace. And you know we were thrilled to have him because of his experience working with advisors for many, many years and helping them with their businesses. And really wanted to get into the transition, why going from the wholesale space to the consulting space and you know what your background and your experiences have been and how you really can help advisors you know, with their businesses based on everything you know about them. And so before we get into all of the little nitty gritties, why don't you give, give us a background on who you are and your experience, and, and then we'll just sort of, we'll have a nice conversation. Great. Thank you, Frank. Well, I started my career back in the early 90s at a firm called Putnam Investments. I was on the sales desk, taking probably you know, 200 plus calls a day. And back in the 90s, Putnam was on the upswing. We went from being a $40 billion firm in 1990 to almost a $600 billion firm by 1998. So tremendous growth. I learned a lot. It's a great training program for myself. And that job led me into a, a wholesale position over at a, at a firm called Planko, which is part of Hartford. I worked for Hartford Life for a number of years covering New England, selling not only mutual funds, but insurance products, variable annuities, fixed annuities, long-term care, et cetera. And when you're selling insurance products, you have to be a consultant because they're the intricate products to learn. And I would call myself a specialist and I would call the advisor generalist. So it's really my job to educate the advisor. So if any of my solutions would help out any of its clients, I would always say, if any clients look like this, any clients look like that. And then we would narrow down his book when we work at some of those opportunities. So I think being in the insurance space and being a consultant, not only at the Harper, but other firms like Lincoln Financial, and then also a, a firm I worked with with a, a company called American Funds, selling American Legacy. So it runs from working with well, small companies that people may have heard about. Yeah, small companies that people may have heard about. So that, that career was tremendous. I had tremendous opportunity. I did a tremendous amount of business with some great advisors who I know, who I know now for 25 years. Well, when I heard about the elite consulting opportunity, I thought, hmm, I know pretty much every advisor in New England. And I think they trust me to give them some valued advice. So I thought the transition would be pretty easy from going from selling financial services products to talking to them about their business and if they were happy where they were. And the one thing that's great about Elite is that they're completely agnostic to firms. It's all about the process. It's about narrowing down opportunities that may fit 
the advisor on the surface. And if they don't, we move on to the next. We're there from the very beginning stages from, hey, do you want to look? Are you interested? If not, okay. You don't know anybody who may be interested. But if you are interested, then it starts with some calls, educating you on the firms that are out there, the opportunities, and if they're the right fit or not. And we can see you know, a ton of advisors moving from what I call the, the brokerage world into the independent world. The mere fact that the economics is so much more attractive if you can to be a you know sole practitioner. Sure. Talk about why did you make a change? I think there's something happening within financial services. Again, as a manager, former manager, you know, wholesalers were always great partners for certain wholesalers. Were great partners for me as a manager and a complex director because the good ones acted as an extension of, of me to help advisors grow the businesses, right? And so the good wholesalers were the ones that would come in and, and help my advisors grow in one form or fashion, right? Whether it was presentations, seminars, stuff like that. I think that there's something happening within the space that I, maybe you can give me some color on in terms of where do you see that, I'll call it the career of a wholesaler, Right. The career of a wholesaler changing, you know, as, as an example, Merrill Lynch isn't allowing wholesalers to even interact with advisors other than on the phone, right? You can call them, but you can't go to lunch with them. You can't support their businesses. Where do you see that career going? You know, it's very difficult when you're working for a firm and their goals are based on profitability. Our goals are always based on sales. These firms need to be profitable. So a lot of cases are always changing their bells and whistles, they're changing their products, they're changing the whole dynamic when it comes to sitting down from an advisor. For me personally, is if I'm going to represent a company, I want to be able to sell my financial products to my parents, to my grandparents, et cetera. If I don't believe in the process, I don't if I don't believe in the products anymore, it's kind of very hard for me to sell. And I, I sold I mean, I sold a lot of insurance products over the years. And I sold it where you had great money management, low-cost guarantees, tax deferral if you had you know, non-qualified or qualified looking for income at some point down the road. I think that's changed to where you're now selling one product or maybe two products that maybe aren't really desirable. They may be great for the firm, but they're not great for a big individual. And I think that the space is going to get a lot smaller and people looking for opportunities where they're, they're agnostic. If I could sell any investment out there today and call any advisor, you can always sell something, my success will go way up. I don't want my business to be predicated on a bell or a whistle or a product. I want it to be predicated on selling something that's great, that's not only good for the firm, good for the client, good for me. I just didn't see that happening so do you think that mutual fund companies, annuity companies, insurance companies, do you think that they're going to essentially, if they're narrowing the field and they're just selling a particular product and not, not looking for experienced guys like yourself and some others that are, have joined our team, do you think that they're going to be like the wholesaler position, the outside, carry the bag, go visit the advisors? Do you think that that position, that career is going to go by the way of the dodo bird? 
I think so. I think you're looking for someone, probably a base salary and some bonus based on some some goals. I don't think you would have the opportunity like we had. Yeah, I, I, I never minded not having a base salary. If you gave me unlimited opportunity and I knew I had something great to sell, it was easy. You go out there, you meet the right people, you tell a good story, you follow up, you be consistent, and you'll do business. But you have to align yourself with great companies and great products that you believe in. I think today is they don't want to pay some of the open territory anymore. They want you to be home in your office doing Zoom meetings. I still think it's a face-to-face business. It's very hard to get a, a top advisor on a Zoom meeting for a half hour, an hour to get someone's mind share. It's, it's impossible. So I think yeah, you, you could be short-sighted and not spend the money on, on talent. Or you can spend the money on talent and know that long-term when this thing turns around, you come out of the pandemic, nothing's better for it. You have to invest in the business when things aren't so great. If you invest now, things will pay off later. I think they're doing just the opposite. Cool. Yeah, I, I think that firms are being short-sighted, and, and I agree with you. I think that they're going to go down to this sort of the salary base, get a younger person to come in, answer the phone, answer some basic questions. Here's a checklist of answers, and let the advisors just drop tickets as they need and not pay uh, wholesalers what they used to pay them. So, so when you when you made this transition. And it's been great having you. So, you know, obviously. I've enjoyed it. Right. Great I've enjoyed you. myself. Yeah. I think that our core values and your approach to things are very similar. And one of the, the unique things that I always thought about wholesalers is you got this sort of the proverbial, hey, you know, do me a favor and shut the door conversation from an advisor. And you typically knew, okay, this guy's going to ask me, you know, where's everybody moving? Who are the good firms? So in a way, you were always in, in a position to a degree without getting in trouble or doing anything wrong in a position to consult with an advisor on what's out there. How do you see this transition and how are the conversations been going for you with advisors that you know, because now you're, you're on this other side, right? Now you're, you're still having the same type of conversation, but what do you think the things that you made you a good, good wholesaler how are those things going to translate to what you're doing today in helping financial advisors? That's a great question. Frank. I think, you know, personally, I like being a consultant. I like helping people. So when you have the opportunity to make someone's life better, it's a win, right? So the second thing is having my relationships in this area. It's always easy to call someone who knows you and then I take that phone call. I'm not, you know, aggressive in my, in my posture. Just, hey, how are you? It's one on something by you as far as a new opportunity. What do you think? And they'll say, it's great. And then I'll say, are you looking? Are you happy where you are? Are you the only one that's not happy? And a lot of times, I might be looking in the future. Great. I'll put it in my ticket file and I'll, I'll, I'll circle back in a, a month or two months. I think that these advisors will open up to you when you say, I'm completely agnostic to product or company. I'm completely open to what is best for you in your practice. When you say that to them, I'm not calling from LPL, I'm not calling from Sistera, I'm not calling from any other firm, I'm calling from Elite, and Elite has over 200 contracts that we can work with to make sure we're finding the best solution and best option for your practice going forward, if that's, if that's what you want to do. It's nice to do the homework. It's nice to call the advisor back and say, we have, I spoke to my team down in New Jersey, we came back with three or four different opportunities and we can get you on a, on a phone call for the next, over the next several days. Introductory, 
It's not going to question anything. It's exploratory. We want to see if this makes sense for you. And then it goes from there. I have you know a pretty good pipeline now of advisors that are, that are going to move and hopefully will move over the next over the next several months. What has been your biggest, you know, you've done really well. And I think that clients trust you. And I think that's why I think you've had you're having this success in, in such a short period of time. I'm curious what your expectations versus realities are. What's, what has been the biggest surprises that you've, you've had when you're talking to advisors at wirehouse firms, right? Not necessarily about what we're doing, but in now having a different conversation with them, right? Not about dropping tickets, annuity tickets, or insurance tickets, but about their business and their firm where you can really, you know, because as a wholesale, if you go into a, a Merrill office, for instance, right? You're not going to be convincing an advisor to leave Merrill Lynch. They'll never let you back in that office again, right? So what has been the biggest surprise or enlightening thing that you found about what's happening within the business, right? What's happening with advisors at wirehouse firms in particular? Well, I think the pandemic has sped up the process of thinking about moving and going on your own. And the reason being is that if you're a wirehouse or a brokerage advisor at this point, you're working from home anyway. So you know, theoretically, you are independent. You're still paying back to the firm X amount per month that you were paying when you were there and you had a full office and you had a staff that were helping you out. So I think these advisors now realize that, hey, I'm at home. I'm doing it on my own anyway. Could I be a sole practitioner? Could I go independent? Could I go RIA? I think those conversations are coming up more and more. And also, I think that the clients understand now that the process through DocuSign and everything being digital is so much easier. And then I think thirdly is if you're ever thinking about moving in the next next several months, we're at an all-time high in the stock market. And you know, clients are doing well, everyone's happy, you're working from home. Everything's in place for you right now. If you want to move, it'll be, it'll be an easy transition. And you're not going to do it alone. We would certainly help you out the process with anything that may come up or may arise as a hiccup in the in, in moving. Got it. And then last question, and, and again. It's interesting because you know you've you're having conversations with big producers, and again, wholesalers in your experience have a different view into the advisor's practice and the relationship. When you talk to big teams, and I say talk to big teams, but the relationships that you have with big producers over the years, and let it, many of them have become friends of yours, right? What do you see as sort of the similarities in those businesses that? If somebody's listening to this podcast right now, you know, and they're doing seven fifty or million dollars or whatever, and they're trying to figure out how do I get to that next level, right? In the two or three or four or five million dollar level, what do you see in those bigger producers, like similar traits in those producers that a million dollar producer should think about when they want to get to the next level? I'm not talking about moving firms, I'm talking about just getting to the next level. Like are there things that you've seen over the years that are similar traits with high-performing advisors and practices that you know sort of every advisor should incorporate into, into their business? I would say that every advisor who is successful, when I'm saying two, three, four, five million dollars, is a process. They get up in the morning, they're doing this. They afternoon, they're doing this. 
at night and doing something different. But there's a process. They're dedicated to their craft. I think they're always willing to learn, always willing to listen, and they have great attitudes. So I don't think there's anything where you have to be the smartest guy in the world. I think that there's a process in place and you got to believe in the process and you got to follow the process every single day. There's a number of guys I can point to in my area that I know that at seven o'clock in the morning, they're up, they're at the office, they're making phone calls. They're maintaining the business during the day and then at night, they do exactly the same thing. They're involved in the community. They join groups. They talk to other large producers throughout the year and throughout the month and throughout the week in their offices. I think like anything, whether you're an athlete or whether you're an advisor, the best put the time in. So I, I know the secret to you know being successful as being an athlete. You got to work out, you got to eat right, you got to sleep right. Being an advisor, you got to be committed. You have to have a process. You have to have a great team around you. And I think those guys that have a great team are committed as a process. They're the ones that win. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I've noticed that the and you, you can maybe attest this or not, but I, I've noticed over the years that bigger producers don't get involved in the minutiae, small stuff. What's the firm, you know, what some new policy or like the gossip in the office, they stay away from all that stuff, right? If it's not, if it's not about them growing their business and it's not in their, you know, sort of in that daily plan, they don't worry. It's like not, don't worry about the things that are out of their control. That's been a consistent thing that I've seen you know, yeah, they have issues. I mean, that's how we make a living, right? They have issues with the firm and they understand those things, but they're still doing their business. They're still what I call habits and rituals. They still have their habits and rituals that drive them every single day. And their teams are incorporated into those habits and rituals. Typically, their teams have similar types of processes in place. That's why they're successful. And so it's interesting to see that because you, you obviously you got to see it from a different light. So this is definitely consistency. There's been one day where they take off three days and they work one day hard. They're working every day hard until they hit their goals. They're goal oriented. And they have a they have a list each and every day they want to accomplish. And if they accomplish that list, they're happy. And if not, they're probably not going home yet. They make that one last phone call or that one will have that one last meeting. Where others others won't do. It's just a separation of a little bit that makes it that much more successful in your life and people are willing to do it but they are awesome awesome all right listen i we appreciate it i'm glad we're having this conversation it's it's great having someone like you on the team with the experience that you have it brings a different sort of different set of thoughts and experiences to us as a whole which our goal is to help our clients right and so the more experiences we have the better we can help our clients so if someone wants to reach out to you and the thing about Thinking about making a move, what's the best number to get you at and your email address? Sure. It's cell phone 617-901-4830. Email address is scott at eliteconsultingpartners.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's great to have you on the team. It's an honor. I appreciate you spending the time today. We look forward to doing some great things together and helping a lot of clients find the right homes for themselves. So For everybody else, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. It's just a conversation. I guess combined, we have about, I don't know, 50 or 60 years of experience here. So, (laughs) you know, it's uh, not a bad mindset right there. But anyway, don't forget to like and subscribe. Go to our YouTube channel and check out our video. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, go to our YouTube video. You'll be able to see our, we're working on some new 
some new age stuff here with some backgrounds and different things. So we're always evolving, always trying to change, always trying to improve. And so uh, we appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. And we'll see you on the next, see you on the next time. Bye-bye. Thank you, Frank. Thanks for listening to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcasts.